master your ABCs. And A is income coming in from all sources. B, and this is the part that most people miss, what does it cost me to live? What, including taxes, including vacations. What am I spending? Where is my leakage? And C, what's left for debt reduction for most <laughs> or investing for, for those like us who, are, who listen to these kinds of podcasts? Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, the number one podcast geared towards helping investors and entrepreneurs break into the U.S. market. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, as you know, it's my job to explore, dissect, and interview the cream of the crop when it comes to real estate, business, and entrepreneurs here in the United States so you can all make the right investing decisions to create massive amounts of cash flow, long-term wealth, and financial freedom. If you do like this show, please give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching Reed Goosens. One last thing before we dive into today's show, you can find us on wherever you, whatever platform you podcast, uh, you listen to your podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but we're now also showing these episodes on my YouTube channel. So head over to readgoosens.com, click on the video link, and we'll take you right to the recordings and of the podcast so you can see our ugly mugs. <laughs> Enough out of me, let's get cracking and into today's show. So today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tim Rode. Tim is the creative force behind OneLifeFullyLived.org and is a rare individual who walks the walk of what he teaches. He created One Life Fully Lived to change the lives of millions of people across the planet by offering a hand up instead of a handout by educating on financial literacy through investing in real estate. His message is resonating with so many people in all walks of life and is growing in leaps and bounds. As people hear about it, they spread the message of empowerment and teaching the concepts to lift up more people and build more leaders. So without further ado, let's get him out here. G'day, Tim. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Reed. I'm looking forward to it, man. Mate, before we dive into the nuts and bolts of today's show, I'd love to throw a little bit of a doozy question at people. And the doozy mm -hmm. question is, who is Tim Road? Oh, wow. That is a doozy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not a very complicated individual. I'm a pretty simple guy. Uh, my life centered around four things. Um, one, my, my wonderful family, my wife, Tina, and my three kids. Uh, what I call getting the goods in the woods, and that's how I stay healthy and vibrant. Uh, investing in real estate and other uh, vehicles to create passive income for myself and uh, and our charity one life fully lived giving back to others and help them make the world a better place do one life and our other business go abundance i love it i love the 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 four major things and you're very clear on what those major things are that makes you tick which is really really important and we'll dive into that in a little bit but i want to rewind the clock back a little bit from how you made your first dollar before you got to where you are today. Tim Rhodes, rewind us all back. Take us back to that first time you thought, I need to get out there and make some money. And why? And what was it? 
Well, actually, I, I, was, I was pretty young. I was uh, like seven years old and I loved to make money. I don't know why, but I like I saw in a, a comic book, I believe it was Archie Comics with Veronica and Betty. Um, and and uh, they had uh, green cards at the back of the, the comic book. And I bought some I bought some samples and went door to door selling greeting cards and sold to real estate offices and stuff like that. Seven years old. Um, I was I'd also go to uh, bars and climb in their dumpster and throw out beer cans and go. My mom would drop me off at the dump and I'd come home with a bag full of cans. And I always liked to make money, but I've never been a big consumer or, or one that likes to spend. So I started off. Uh, you know, pretty young as a, as an entrepreneur, but uh, it took a while till things clicked for me. Right, and then let's let's talk about that. Well, before we get into that, seven years old—that's bloody young—to <laughs> to start making money. Was it just because you wanted to make sure spending money? Like typically, we all want it. Like we're young, we don't know what we're doing, and we have that toddler brain, right? It's like I'm just going to go start making money, and I'm going to sell whatever the hell it is that I'm going to sell because I need it to buy my best Nike shoes or that comic book or whatever it was. Did, did you have I, any work? I remember buying my own black and white TV. I think I was nine. <laughs> um, but, but no, I never wanted anything. Look at my jewelry. I mean, I just, I've just never had a want for the crap that Madison Avenue tells us you need. Sure. Um, but but I also uh, shoveled snow. I, I uh, mowed lawns. I I just like to earn. I wish I knew about investing that young. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, kudos to your parents because I know people. I was I picked up my or well, tried to get my first job at the age of like twelve. You know, trying to you know make money or whatever I was trying to do. But you know, people who don't try and empower kids to go out and get a job these days, I think is. Uh, you're not doing them a favor by, by, by feeding them a silver spoon. So, um, but that's for another topic, but mate, talk us a little bit about your, your journey. I know that you've had a bit of a, a checkered past, uh, you know, dropping out of high school and I will let you explain a little bit more about that. But now let's talk about from seven years old leading up to breaking in and, and creating uh, one life fully lived uh, and the person, the entrepreneur who you are today. So I got off to a late start. My parents split up when I was around 12 years old and it really had a, a big effect on me. My mom moved to the Bay Area. My dad lived up. I live up near uh, Lake Tahoe in a little rural town called Portola. So um, it just kind of threw me for a curve. And in my teen years, boy, I was a screw up. I'll just flat out say it. <laughs> I, I didn't pay any attention in high school. I did graduate from high school, barely. Um, never went to college. I, at 25, I'm a part-time grocery clerk painting addresses on people's curbs to buy diapers for my three-year-old and one-year-old kid. Um, so, so, and then I got my real estate license and I, I would, people could come through my grocery line and I'd talk real estate with them and refer deals to other people. And I started thinking, boy, why don't you do this yourself? So I got into real estate. I did really well from the start. And I had a really good career. I sold real estate from 25 till when I was 40. And, and uh, I was able to retire financially free at 40. And, and read what I did different. And I hope your listeners get this. This is, this is if you get nothing else out of Tim Rhodes' interview, <laughs> it's uh, two, two words, two, two thoughts. Master your ABCs. And A is income coming in from all sources. B, and this is the 
part that most people miss, what does it cost me to live? What, including taxes, including vacations, what am I spending? Where is my leakage? And see what's left for debt reduction for most <laughs> or investing for, for those like us who, are, who listen to these kinds of podcasts. So, so it's about mastering your ABCs. And the second thought to that is um, defense wins championships. And what I mean, and that's a quote by a, a football coach, Vince Lombardi. And what, and what I took that to mean, defense is knowing the ABCs, knowing what's coming in, knowing what's going out, knowing what's left to invest, and concentrating on that. Um, how can I increase the income? How can I monitor what's going out? And how can I learn all I can about investing to where I can create? Uh, passive income to where I get to choose what I want to do for the rest of my life. Incredible. You know, <laughs> going from painting uh, addresses yeah. and, and buying diapers for, for your kids and hustling in the checkout line, right? And hustling people as they get out. Hey, you want to buy a house? Want to buy a house? To, 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 to create. <laughs> they can't go anywhere, right? They've got to, they've got to get their groceries, but they've already got it. <laughs> so, but, that is, that's going to leave me. And I want to talk about the ABCs in a bit, but, but what I really want to talk about before we dive into that is the mission statement and the sort of the why, the why behind why you started a life well-lived. Um, and talk to me a little bit about your, your mission and, and the, the, the burning desire to educate and be, you know, become financially literate. Um, and I'm sure for yourself that it wasn't just you just stumbled into financial literacy. I'm sure over the time of between your 25 to 40, that evolved or that developed. So talk to a little bit about that first and then we'll dive into your ABCs. That's brilliant, Reed. You, you, caught, you caught the essence of what took me from here to here and that is, is knowledge. Right. Um, I never paid attention in high school. I never took a book home my whole time. I never, I never studied at all. I couldn't figure out why I needed to know the periodic tables and <laughs> reticulums. Just didn't, um, you know, just stuff that had nothing to do with where I was going. But um, so once I started selling real estate, once I started getting into to, you know, what really matters, I, I spent, I would figure around 200,000 on my continuing education. Wow. Books, tapes, seminars. Uh, Tony Robbins Life Mastery, Jim Rohn, a uh, lot of, lot of uh, like for selling real estate, Mike Ferry, Howard Brenton for investing, going to uh, different, different um, conferences and stuff. I wanted to master, you know, mindset and financial knowledge to where um, someday I, I'd have the choices to, with what to do with my life. And I go back, you know, 25 years old, 30 years old, 35 years old, I was, you know, you can tell beyond driven, I was freaking obsessed with getting somewhere. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to this. I never knew why. And then, and then I look up at 40 years old and I'm, on, and I'm in Belize scuba diving and I'm a millionaire. And I have more financial income coming in from passive than what it costs me to live. And I realize I could retire theoretically today. And I go, well, why don't you? And I went, whoa. So I just, <laughs> I went back from that trip and uh, 
and quit listing and selling real estate and just went after I'm going to buy one home every month to flip and I'm going to buy like five homes a year or duplexes, fourplexes, whatever um, for to keep. So, so I just totally, oh, and by the way, I'm also going to work um, no more than like four days a month and I'm going to ski a hundred days a year, spend a lot of time at the ocean, just spend time getting out and, uh, you know, kind of like the next incarnation of my life. Right. Well, and it sounded like you were, you fell into the sort of the, the, the mindset and the, the, the self-education through selling real estate, right? That's, that was the sort of the why behind, okay, I need, I need to sell more uh, real estate to feed my family. And then through that, you've developed the more of the abundance mindset and say, well, Hey, I've now created this awesome passive income for myself. I'm just going to forget about selling real estate. Let's focus on actually acquiring assets and developing long-term wealth. Correct. Please correct me if I'm wrong in any of this sort of summary. Um, and that's going to lead us into then the mission statement behind, because it clearly sounds like you were empowered from your trip to Belize to want to teach other people about this, right? And this is where we're going to, I think you know where I'm headed with this, but talk to me about how that mission statement evolved into working four days a month, you know, skiing a hundred days a year and teaching other people's people how to do the same thing. Actually the teaching other people how to do the same thing. I did that on a small scale all along. And by the way, while you're, while you're quote getting somewhere in life, it's good to give back. Uh, back when I was 27 years old, I was going into junior highs talking to young kids about uh, in high schools about uh, just getting out and finding out what you want to do with your life. I've, uh, my dad was a teacher, so I've always had this, um, you know, want to help bring others along with me. Hey, man, we come from the same cloth. My parents are both teachers as well. I, my, my dad was a deputy dog at my, uh, at my high school. I couldn't, get, I couldn't step out of line because he was a deputy principal. I'd be back. <laughs> sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> no worries, man. So, so I kind of, in my, in my mind, have had, you know, kind of the lovable loser till 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 25 to 40, the making it and putting it to work for me. And then from 40 to 50, um, I was a ski bum and, 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 and did other, you know, dabbled in making money and dabbled in helping others. But basically, my mom called it my walking in the woods phase. And she said, honey, when are you going to quit this walking in the woods phase? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm really enjoying it right now. And I, and I uh, just, just have always had a love for the mountains and outdoors and stuff. And I find I get my best ideas with my heart rate elevated climbing a mountain or skiing down something. So, so it's just good for me to get out and, you know, the book, the E-Myth talks about working on your business instead of in your business. I want to work on my life rather than being in my life. So, so tunnel vision that you never look at what, what is this magnificent life I'm supposed to live. So around 50 years old, I look up and I'm skiing my seventh powder day in a row. And a buddy goes uh, on the chairlift, dude, I could do this every day, man. And it was like he punched me in the face is my buddy, Chris Lockhead, awesome podcast called Legends and Losers. And he, uh, it was like he punched me in the face. And I was like, you know what? I can't. And it was kind of like, you selfish bastard. How dare you? 
You've created your magnificent life. You're living an abundant life here. And you know, so many of your friends are hurting. So many people have never gotten this knowledge that, that you've been blessed to, to live. What if, you, um, what, if, what if you helped the masses dream, plan, and create their best life possible? And that led to uh, uh, creating One Life Fully Lived and also helping to create GoBundance. Uh, One Life Fully Lived is a nonprofit that helps people from all walks of life. We, our motto is dream it, plan it, live it. GoBundance is uh, a mastery of all of this. We're healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives. So, so through these two masterminds, and that's one piece I didn't touch on, is back when I was you know, 25 years old, I was in my first mastermind group. Uh, with with others, and I've always been a part of these these groups, and that's how uh, that's how One Life came along, and that's how GoBundance came along. Love it. I think that's it's quite powerful when you see, and I can I could feel it in the tingling down my spine that you're out there skiing this powder because I'm a I'm a huge skier, love skiing, and your your buddy's yelling out to you, I could do this for the rest of your life, and you said, you prick, you know, you, you, you get off your ass, yeah, yeah, yeah your son of a gun and go and teach some people. That's, that's really, you know, and that's, as you said, a smack in the face to you. And you didn't hit that until you're 50, which is incredible because you've obviously had an incredible life leading up to that point. And now it's about, you know, empowering others. So let's talk about, you know, if I walked into the restaurant that was Go Abundance or um, your other nonprofit, walk me through the menu options of, of I'm a layman. I don't know anything about real estate. I don't, I want to change my life. I want to, be like you. I want to be Tim Road. I want to be able to ski and surf and snorkel in Belize. How do I go about doing it? What are the, what are the, what's the steps? And we can get into your ABCs now, I think, because that's where we we're going with this. But, but from a menu, if I was to look at your menu, what could I buy? What, what things aren't on the menu that I may not know about? Because the fact is you may have some secret you know, mentoring or something like that. But just walk, give, me, give me the whole thing to, in terms of the business. Sure. So, so One Life Fully Lived is a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, we have two conferences a year, and one is coming up in Sacramento, California, October 21st and 22nd of 2017. Um, our conferences are dirt cheap. It, it costs right now to sign up uh, $275 for two full days. Wow. There, it's an amazing ecosystem. Of, of people at all levels of mastery, some just starting out, some on their way, some well on their way, and some at a mastery level of the things that we think matter, you know? So, so um, there's a lot of people there in their 20s who are already either financially free or well on their way, mostly through real estate. So, so both of the entities, GoBundance and One Life Fully Live, um, are, are, have real estate investing as a, as a backdrop. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so the first thing I would do is, is check into our conferences and we'd love to see in Sacramento, the other ones in Philadelphia, uh, around June of 2018. We're just finalizing dates for that right now. So we have two, one life fully live conferences a year. They're dirt cheap. We feed you, um, free lunch. There's, there's nobody upselling anything. <laughs> it's just a bunch of great people giving back that care about humanity. We have a lot of sessions on investing, entrepreneurship, health and wellness, and just, just living one life fully lived. You walk out of there with an action plan. You walk out of there with new contacts. 
it's it's a tremendous value. It should be you know twenty five hundred dollars. It, it's at the door three ninety five. So wow, wow, yeah. that's, that, that's incredible. So, yeah, so that's one life fully lived. As I said before, GoBundance is a mastery level of this. You have to be at least a millionaire, um, and and uh, it's it's a tribe. We we go on we go on trips all over all over the world. We have gatherings. Uh, it's we have incredible things that we do. And if you want more information on that, you can check it out at GoBundance.com. Awesome stuff. So. I come to one of your events, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a newbie. I don't know what I'm doing. I want to, I want to live, you know, one life fully lived and, and I want to live the, the dream. How do I come, how do I take what I learn in your conferences and then apply it in my everyday life? And what systems that does one life fully lived support these people once they leave the conference? Cause you know, you and I have both been to many conferences. You obviously run them and they're great. They're great energy building and you get so pumped and you're really going to go crush it in the world but then you leave and you're like oh and you feel dejected and you're like okay what what's next like what's there to support me so so what other support networks do you have that you've created around one life fully lived to help the people take that next step and maybe buy their first property or flip their first house or invest in that one passive vehicle that will start bringing them that you know financial uh or start leading them towards financial freedom so, so first of all, we have a, a program called My One Life Roadmap. It's the class you wish you had in school. It teaches you all the basics of what I did to go from zero to hero. Um, and, the core, and the classes are, who am I at my core? What's my dream? What's my written plan? How will I fund it? And how will I be healthy enough to pull it off? So, so that's a, and by the way, you don't have to come to the conference to buy that. We have a do-it-yourself course, costs $97. Ridiculously low. We also have a community on on Facebook called the One Life Community. If you're listening to this, please go join the community right now. Don't have to go to one of our conferences to be a part of that. But in there, we have um, a lot of what we call One Lifers—people from all walks of life, all helping each other take our lives to another level. And what's really cool about us is. Uh, Reed, I can tell you're, you, you know, you're in good physical health. I, I know from you doing this podcast, you're, you're way into your financial future, but I'll bet there's some things you're working on right now. Sure, we always. In, yeah. And all the areas of balance where you may be a little short on the balance wheel in one particular area, we have masters in our community in that area. And maybe the masters of, of in our community in that area aren't that good on wellness or aren't that good on financial freedom. And, and that's what's really cool is, is uh, while, while, one, while, you're, while you're teaching this, you're learning this. And it's a, it's a, I said before, a unique ecosystem. I look at it as almost like a counterculture of, of people that are trying to master their lives. So, so what comes out of it is new connections, mastermind, a small mastermind group that, that, that will form and has formed with many people. I, I just can't tell you how many people in our community, when they first came in, maybe were good in one area and now just have this rich, full life in all areas because they've been exposed to new thinking. That's incredible. And I think you hit the nail on the head where you said ecosystem. It's not about one thing in your life. It's not about taking those investments and making a 
shit ton of money, excuse my language. It's about having being well balanced across, you know, family, mental health, physical health, um, you know, giving back to the community. And I think that's really important as entrepreneurs. Sometimes we're focused, really laser focused on creating financial freedom. And that's all we want to do. And you're not going to do anything else until I create financial freedom. I quit my day job and then we're done. But then you get there and you're like, wait, hang on. As you, you're snorkeling in Belize and skiing on the, on, on the slopes uh, in Utah, I, I imagine. But you needed to give more. And that's where you had uh, one of your, as you said, in your wheel, it was maybe deficient, right? So you'd, you'd achieve something right. on one side of the wheel, but on the other side of the wheel, you're really deficient and you needed to empower other people and give back. So that's, that's absolutely incredible. Let's talk a little bit about your ABCs. I want to dive into that, get into the nuts and bolts of what you teach um, and, and financial literacy, because that's so important in today's world, particularly in today's economy. You know, we, we, so many people are subscribed to the fact that I'm going to have a job. Or, sorry, the old way of thinking was I've subscribed to the fact that I'm going to have a job for 50 years or 30 years and I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to get a pension and blah, blah, blah. And the government's going to support me and blah, blah. That's gone. That's well and truly gone. You know, we're talking about globalization and all this sort of stuff. So how are we becoming more, how do we become more financially literate with the ABCs to get us ahead in life, to make, to change our mindset of what we were taught in school. Because as you know, you weren't, you didn't, you didn't like the chemistry textbook. <laughs> no, I did not. So there's so many different ways to go with this. My mind's just racing on. Right. I can tell. It's all the different, different things, but let's first start with, with the concept of what you said is the old ways are dead. The old way was I'm going to get a job and I, I'm going to work hard and hopefully the boss gives me a raise. My finger's going up because that's vertical income. That's one paycheck that you hope is bigger. In, in our community of One Life Fully Lived and Go Abundance, we believe in horizontal income. We want a lot of paychecks, okay? David Osborne wrote an incredible book called Wealth Can't Wait. He has over 200 paychecks coming in every month. Wow. Um, I have over 30 paychecks. In GoBundance, we want to be what we call 100 percenters. Reed, are you familiar with uh, Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game? Yes, of course I am. That's, that's, that's what got me started all those years ago, all the old cash flow quadrant. <laughs> well, Kiyosaki's a good friend of One Life, good friend of uh, uh, GoBundance. Actually, he's doing a, um, he's doing a uh, workshop for us next year because he loves what we're doing so much um, for nothing. So. Um, <laughs> But, but uh, so in the object of cash flow, and if you guys don't know this game, get it. It changed my life. The, the, the um, object of cash flow is to have your passive income become more than, than what it costs you to live. And as soon as you get to that place, you get to turn your game board over. We think of turning your life's game board over. And when I was 40, that's exactly what I did. I turned over my cash flow life game and, and, and started a whole new incarnation. You guys, what would your incarnation be? Just think about that. If you could do anything you want to do with the rest of your life, five years from now, 10 years from now, what would you do? That's what gets you up early every day with purpose and passion towards getting more income streams. And some of you may be thinking, gosh, I can't do this. I don't have 100,000 to invest. I did a note last week with somebody who wanted to start their own business for $14,500, okay? Wow. I loaned them, um, them 13.5. I charged a $1,000 loan fee, okay? And it's at 15% fully amortized over three years. And uh, 
And the guy's got a, he doesn't have a really high credit score because he went through a divorce three years ago, but he pledged his automobile, his work truck, and his trailer as collateral for it because I make sure I have a, a signed, you know, signed note with collateral because because if something goes wrong, um, I'm going to come grab those things. <laughs> Um, but, but, uh, and I'm going to, you know, I, maybe I get 8,000 for them, but, but, but the point is, is it's easier to get in the game than what you think. And, and everybody wants to get rich quick and hit home runs. No, that's not how this is done. Singles and doubles and, and, uh, just small hits here and there to where you've got a new income stream coming. Imagine you did that that note and all of a sudden you got you you take out 13.5 and you got 400 a month coming in, okay right. right so so what could you do today to just start on all of this just get started you guys fail forward <laughs> i love it i love exactly what you so, you you're saying about correct starting to and you touched on a little bit but Changing people's mindsets is the biggest thing. And I think that's what One Life Fully Lived really is at its essence for what I'm you know, trying to ex extract from you is that it's changing your mindset about the way you think about creating income, correct? And it's not about, as you say, everyone's wanting to do that home run, they're smacking it out of the park, but it's actually about getting those base hits, loading your bases and keeping them loaded because the fact is they're going to be consistent for you for a longer period of time rather than going out and trying to make a million bucks in one go, right? In one flip or one, one deal. So, and, and I just want to say one thing about that and then we can get back to the investing piece, but, but, um, and it's also about getting up an hour earlier and doing your miracle morning. Shout out to Hal Elrod and, and to, um, and to, to eat right and exercise and, and work on quality relationships. You can't roll down the wheel of life. Wait, you can't roll down the, the road of life with a broken wheel. Right. If you're merely focusing on your career and financial freedom and you have other big holes, you're you know, not having a good relationship with your wife maybe. You know, where, where, where do you have leakage in your life that you need to touch on? Uh, maybe it's a really bad habit you need to drop. But, right. you know, something along those lines that may be sabotaging the whole picture. And that's, that's the essence of One Life Fully Lived is that whole magnificent future you're trying to um, create. However, the financial piece is the backbone of it. And those financial ABCs, knowing what's coming in, what's going out, what's left to invest, mastering your investing and, and getting started is, is, a, is a big piece of that. Right. Talk to me about that, the different types of multiple income streams that someone today listening to this show could start, not going out and doing it, but could start changing their mindset about a particular way of earning income. So maybe just walk through the different income streams that you've created, because that will be an example, a real life example of how you're going out and, and getting it done, right? And, and you don't need hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to start investing. The first thought is it's not what you make, but what you do with what you make that'll make a difference in the long run, okay? So, so it's, it's about um, making sure you're thinking of creating income on the side and, and just having little nugs coming in from here and there. My first investment, um, I looked in our local newspaper and it said absolute steel, um, mobile home valued at 40, 
you can either buy it for 20 grand or we'll finance it at 28,000. I'm still the part-time grocery clerk. I go to Merv King, our store, uh, you know, gr grocery manager, and he loans me the 20 grand. Why not be the Merv King in this conversation? But, but you know, so here I am. Um, I'm, I'm a 25-year-old grocery clerk, and Merv loans me $20,000. I buy that mobile home. I live in it for a year. And then I go buy my first single family, and I rent the mobile home out for three or four years and make positive income off it and then I kept that single family and and, and uh, moved a block away and bought another single family a year later and kept that rental behind me so it's just kind of like these baby steps get rich slow and just and so I look up and I'm you know now 28 years old and I got those three properties and then I the night the 49ers won their first Super Bowl in 1981 boy am I dating myself I see in the I'm I'm reading in the Chronicle San Francisco Chronicle in the middle of the night and I saw a property in Stockton California for 35,000 owner will finance with zero down I go see it and and uh, and I bought it and sold it a year later for 48 and I'm just I'm just being a student of the game and I'm just I'm just looking at stuff and this was before I was ever in real estate and then I got into real estate which by the way are if um, why not um, uh, if, if you've got an outgoing personality like myself go list and sell real estate it, it worked really well for me to, to I mean I'm in Manteca California Anyway, I won't go there. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of the Central Valley of California, and I'm, I'm listing and selling a lot of real estate. I'm learning the market. I'm seeing where to invest. <clears throat> and over the years, boy, did that serve me well. And I'm just buying a property here, a property there, taking back a note, and just, just focusing on learning the game. I'm reading books like uh, Richest Man in Babylon. I've read that book 20 times. Yeah. I've mastered. I know the principles in that book. Um, I, I read The Millionaire Next Door to learn better how to play defense. I read Think and Grow Rich and all the classics, you guys. Read, you know, you read, you learn. You. I, I took Johnny Vieira, uh, an investor in my town. I bought him breakfast. He owned 250 rentals. Hey, Johnny, if you were 25 years old and just starting investing today, what would you do? Who's the Johnny Vieira in your town that you should be buying lunch today? Interesting. Interesting stuff. It's about... I love the, the underlying fact that you're creating these masterminds, you're create, empowering people to go out and take action, but by doing it as a bit of a team sport, because people can get overwhelmed with the, oh, I don't want to get started. I don't know where to get started. And it's using platforms like One Life Fully Lived um, or GoBundance if you're at, at that level to create those, those masteries to then go out and, and, and feed off one another. Because at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur, like you, as you know, can be a little bit lonely and having those groups that you can rely on, you can go to, to say, Hey, I need advice. I need to do something. I need to get another deal done. Your network is directly proportionate to your net worth. And I think with what you're essentially trying to do is create a better network for people, create a atmosphere, create a community, create, you know, that, that juju, as I like to say that, that, that juice inside of you, to go out and then collaborate with other people and get it done. So absolutely, you know, fantastic <clears throat> what you're doing. And and you know what what what's come with that read is is well I'll go back to the ecosystem. There's all these people who are models for what can be done. Right. And and there's a kid named uh, Matt Aitchison in there. He's got a millionaire mindcast. He's somebody you should have on and and be on his. Um, 
Matt's got, you know, five different businesses with, with, he told me the other day, he's got, I think 10 flippers going right now. And, and he's 28 years old. He's a, wow. he's a multimillionaire. He could literally retire today. There's a kid named, uh, uh, two brothers, Diego and Gonzalo Corzo came to, uh, Diego came four years ago. Gonzalo came two years ago. Uh, Diego's probably 27 years old. He's probably got 12 income streams coming in. Uh, Gonzalo is, I think he's 20 and he's got four different businesses and six income streams and they're, they're amazing. And, and so when you come to something like this and, and you, you spend two days with these people and you don't sleep, by the way, <laughs> you're up all night. Everybody's, you know, everybody's just together and, awesome. and, and yeah, it's just an amazing atmosphere. And that's where you learn. You see other models of what can be. And then, and then you see these people, they're everyday people. Come on, look at me. Am I anything special? Um, uh, uh, you see these people just living extraordinary lives that they've created and it inspires you to do more. Fantastic. Tim, I want to talk a little bit about now moving on to being efficient, being effective and being productive in your business, in your ecosystem. So do you want to hit on some of the systems that you're creating or have taught people to create to be more efficient um, when they're first starting out? Yeah, that, that, that's a great thing. I called it EAP, efficient, effective, productive. How can you cut the crap and just, just be, you know, as effective as you can possibly be? So like when um, two things come to mind, when I wanted to translate, transfer from um, listing and selling real estate to investing in real estate, I wrote a plan called Tim is now an investor plan. And it laid out the outcome, the purpose, the action plan, the how, where am I going to get my money? Where am I going to find the deals? How am I going to grow this? So, so um, all about making a plan for how you're going to do it. And then what's my sources and systems as far as being, how am I going to find the deals and, and what are, how am I going to, um, what, how am I going to maximize the opportunities? There's almost like fishing lines in the water. And I built up like 13 different ways to find deals. And then I just worked those systems. By the way, um, Tim at TimRoad.com. I'd be happy to send you. Tim is now an investor plan. Um, uh, my sources and systems or any other questions you have, um, free, feel free to reach out to me. Yeah, I think in general, developing your systems is really the, the, the linchpin of creating a successful business. And I, I was never a systems man for a long, long time. You know, I, I'm, I'm an engineer. That's my background, but like I've got a math brain. However, creating a system or an ecosystem around the fact that I may not be able to be good at doing one thing and I need to outsource that to get it done because I need it to part of my business, but I don't necessarily need to be working on it, you know, slaving away when I don't enjoy it. Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, writing my book right now. It's been very, very tough. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a writer. I'm more about going out and getting deals done. And so I'm now farming some of that stuff out because I want to be able to still achieve that. However, I can achieve it in a different way. Maybe it's through recording my voice and getting it, you know, um, transcribed, something like that. And those are the types of systems that I'm setting up to help me be more effective and more productive rather than just being active because being active can sometimes not actually get you anywhere and not move the needle, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a matter of, um, uh, also not only putting sources and systems in, but as you're growing it, 
just as you said, you're outsourcing the things that you don't like. When I, when I uh, was listening and selling real estate and also investing, the things that I wasn't good at, I was really good at delegating. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think I, I wasn't cursed with the thought process of nobody can do it better. I was blessed with the thought process of I'm going to do what I love to do, um, prospect, uh, talk to people, find deals, you know, um, things that, things that dollar productive activity. And then, and then I've never held a hammer on a, on a house in my life. I've never, I'm, a, I'm not the biggest male clutch you'll ever meet. Why would I go do that? You know? Right. It's not your skill. It's not your passion. It's not your skill set. So farm that right. stuff out. So talk to me just, uh, I know we're, I want to be conscious of your time, but I do want to quickly touch on getting over the fear of prospecting. You just hit on that just briefly, just then. And, and I want to just talk really about fear in general of getting started. So, but when you're, you're really good, you're an outgoing guy, you're really good at like maybe jumping on the phone and, and prospecting for those people who aren't as outgoing, how do you get them to get over the fear of, of their own shadow to get out and actually do stuff and take, take action? It's, it's a matter of having your dream so vivid and, and, you know, just having, where am I going with all of this? So powerful that it'll make you do the things you don't want to do. We all have the committee in our head. Um, and, and every single day when I went to make my calls, uh, the scared child in my head would say, please don't make me call. Please don't make me call. And the fierce warrior who wanted those hopes and dreams, which say, shut the, and I'll go with heck up, um, <laughs> shut the heck up and make those calls because I really want what I want. And, and two things, I had, I had something over my desk that said step right up and risk rejection. And that was my mindset um, because I wanted what I wanted so bad. And, and um, I had a game with myself. Uh, and this is back when I was listening and selling real estate, but you could do the same thing for investing. If I had three listing appointments in a day, I didn't have to prospect. If I had two listings, I prospected for an hour. If I had one listing appointment, I didn't have to, I had, I'd prospect two hours. So, so I had my time spent from nine o'clock till noon o'clock till noon was all about prospecting. Don't bother me about anything else going on during that time because that's my dialing for dollars money. Right. So. And I think you hit on one really important thing there, which was carving out portions of your day and saying, okay, I'm going to spend two hours on prospect. I'm going to spend two hours on writing a blog. I'm going to spend two hours on creating content. I'm going to spend two hours or whatever. And, and I'm, I'm very good at that. I was very good at, I remember studying at university and I had four different subjects I had to study for. After two hours, draw the line, you're done with that. You got to get on, you come back to it the next day and you slowly build on that each and every day. And if you keep doing those systems of two hours, two hours or four hours, four hours or whatever it might be, i.e. insert, you know, prospecting or going out and moving the needle, getting deals done that will slowly over time start progressing you towards that goal of getting your first deal done or creating financial freedom. And I'm a huge proponent of setting those little steps to get to the big goal because we sometimes get, as you said, there's this chatter in our head that sort of says, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to get, yeah, don't, no, 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 no. But it's actually about getting out of your chatter and having a goal to get there but understanding the little steps that you need to get to that goal. Because if you don't understand those little steps, you're just going to think, oh my gosh, that's, too, that's, a, that's a pond too far to jump and I'm never going to get started. I'm going to sit on my hands for the next 
24 years and going to wake up with regret. And that's probably one of the, th- the things that, as you can see, I'm passionate about is I, I, I fear regret. You know, I feel that I, I don't want to wake up when I'm 70 and be like, I wish I'd done something different in my life. And, and for me, my, my driving force when I get it right now at 31 years of age is I don't want regret. I want to be able to lift every stone and, uh, you know, make sure that I can look back and say, I didn't leave any stone unturned. So, um, so it's so a really, really awesome stuff. I want to just wrap up the show with the, the summary of your ABCs because I know we, we briefly touched on it at the beginning of the show, but we didn't really dive into it. So let's, let's dive into it. Let's get, let's get really clear on this ABCs for financial literacy and then we'll wrap it up with our quick fire round um, for the top five investing tips. How's that sound? Sounds great, Reed. Hey, first of all, um, you're 31 years old. I'm 50, almost 58. See this gray hair? Um, I, my line is when you're 31 years old or 22 or, or 38, um, you're either going to hug yourself or curse yourself when you reach, I'm almost 60, for the, for the um, financial and health choices you make when you're younger. 100%. So choose wisely. Yeah, no regret. Absolutely on, spot on there. Um, so yeah, just to go deeper into the ABCs, the the A is you know there's your if you're if you're in a career now there's your vertical paycheck, but it's not what you make, it's what you do with what you make. Um, think about the horizontal income. Think about multiple streams of income. How can you get a new stream of income this year? How can you get two more next year? How could you get four more the following year? Be thinking about offense. How can I make more money? Okay. And, and then uh, B, what's going out? How can I, um, how can I, uh, what budgeting technique am I looking at to where I know what's going in, what's going out, what's left to invest? Where is my leakage? Where am I wasting money that I may be able to take that extra money and, and invest it for me? Because we all know the power of compounding. And then C, the, the investing piece, A, how can I get started or, or you know, increase what you're doing for those already on their way? And how can I, um, what books, new contacts, mastermind, what can I do to really take this to another level? And a good place to start is our One Life Fully Live conference, October 21st and 22nd, Sacramento, California. Awesome stuff. Well, I want to quickly just summarize that because there's a lot of really valuable nuggets of gold there. So the A is the, ver- you know, getting your mindset out of the vertical element of, of a paycheck, you know, hoping and crossing and crossing your fingers that your boss is going to give you a pay rise every year for the next 50 years of your life. Great. <laughs> but if you don't have that job anymore, you're not going to have an income. So starting to think about the horizontal income streams. And, and I think what you were trying to say is if you have a skill maybe that you can help other people. I know I, I, um, uh, my, my, my fiance, she does, she's got her day job, but she also does um, interior design on the side and she gets extra income from that. And that there is, again, a, another form of income. Yes, she's got to hustle a little bit more, but that you can then use that money to, as we work down to B and C, to invest in something uh, which will create her passive income. Uh, and, and then I think, I think the B is really, really important. Obviously, getting really, really clear on what your outgoings are because, in, and as you said, where's the leak? <laughs> if there is a leak, right? And then the C, is understanding how you can use that excess capital to go out and create passive income. I think that's, that's, do I leave anything out? No, that's spot on. And, and it's all about, in my mind, I, is getting somewhere, right. you know, getting, getting to, I don't, I don't know when your number is where, where you're hoping to be, 
you know, totally out of the, turn your cash flow board game over. But, but that to me, that's getting something is, right. is having the choices to do what you get to do for the rest of your life. I, and I think that's incredible. You know, having the choice is what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Go out and ski, go out and do what you love. And, and, and it goes back to the why. And, and I, I really want to touch on this before we wrap up the show is the, the, the why behind everyone's, you know, we, we talk about creating that number, getting to that goal, getting to that financial freedom, but then what happens after that? So briefly tell me how you've helped people really establish that why to then move past that flipping the board over and then going, okay, now what's next? Yeah, I, I think the, I, I touched on earlier um, how, how much I like to get out in the boonies and that, yep. that's where, where I, uh, do my dreaming. Where do you do your dreaming? Is it with a, a good bottle of wine out on the back porch? I, I don't know what works for you. Is it a walk with your spouse? Is it, a, is it on a cruise in, in the Bahamas, you know, to where you plan the rest of it? But, but it's, it's, if you look at the, um, the book, The E-Myth, it's, it's working on your business, not in your business. This is the business of your life and, and developing that, that huge purpose that gets you out of bed doing the things you don't want to do every single day because your why is so powerful. And, and, and just one really quick read back in 1997, I wrote my dream and in my dream, I'd be living in the mountains, looking at a spectacular view. And I wish you could see what I'm doing. And, and those four things we talked about at the start of the call, taking care of my family, getting the goods in the woods, investing wisely and giving back to humanity those were my why, and you can tell I'm really clear on it. And I've been able to, to, to create my magnificent future. And that's my hope for all of you listening, is that you get your one life fully lived. Love it, man. I love it. You're a really, truly inspirational guy. I want to uh, quickly wrap up the show with a, uh, a top five investing tips. It's a quick fire round. It's five questions that I ask all my guests. They're pretty straightforward, but I want to get your top five investing tips. You ready to dive into it? Sure. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? Um, getting up early every morning and going through my miracle morning and, and laying out what are the three or four things I need to get done today? Who do I need to talk today? And then, and then crossing off that list. I think it's very empowering to make a to-do list and knock it out. Yeah, 100%. You know, journaling and to-do lists are big, something big that I've discovered in the last couple of years. And it's, it get, helps you get back to what we're talking before about the, the chatter in your head out of out of your head onto paper and just like i've got to do this thing this is a to-do list it's written down if it's, it's written on my piece of paper i've got to do it right so it helps you force to to get to that next step uh tim who has been the most influential person in your career to date ah uh, boy many come to mind my buddy david osborne that wrote the book wealth can't wait but our mentor i want to give a shout out to dr fred gross g-r-o-s-s-e wrote an incredible book called black belt of the mind and a lot of the stuff I've been talking about here came from Dr. Fred and he's a great man. He's in his eighties now and I just Black, love him. Black belt of the mind. Belt of the mind. Okay, yeah. I have to, have to get that book. It sounds interesting. Uh, you have a clearly have a massive business. I know you'd have to have an influential tool in that business, whether it be a software, whether it be a mobile phone, whether it be a person, but what is the most influential tool in your business now? 
You know, it's really, it, it sounds simple, but a form called displayed thinking. Um, all of us, we, all of us, you know, like on a to-do list, write lineal, but whenever I have a project or, or, you know, something I want to do, I love this displayed thinking. It just allows me to, to kind of look at what's, what's my outcome, what's my purpose, what's my action plan, who do I need to call, what do I need to do? It just kind of allows me to lay it all out and my mind works very well visually. It's a nice, nice. tool for me. Nice. Uh, second to last question, it's one of the biggest questions of the entire show, I think, and it is, what's been the biggest failure in your career to date? And it could be both personally or, or professionally, that you've learned the most from looking back at where you sit now, um, you know, in, in the mountains, overlooking some probably some incredible scenery, I could imagine, um, and where you sit right now on, on your pedestal. You know, there's some some uh, properties that that I had in escrow and didn't didn't close on for some reason or another. Um, I owned a property that was on the freeway, and the person after me put a billboard on it and. Do um, you know stuff like that? But the biggest thing I think I went through that was toughest was uh, I went through a divorce early in my career, right. and and um, my my thought process. And I'm coming up this weekend's my 25th wedding anniversary. With Congratulations! Yep, thank you. But I but the first marriage, we, she'd say the same thing. We're good friends now, but we didn't marry the right person. And hmm. my my line is uh, "Till death do you part" is a long time. Choose wisely. Uh, <laughs> love it i love it i um I, did, did it have anything to do and i don't want to get private the whole entrepreneurial because there's always like i've got yes. a man i've got a man crush on on elon musk but you know elon has been through three marriages and you know you've got to sort of choose and, and and i'm about to get married actually in two weeks time so i'm very very excited uh but the the whole that going back to what you said before and having a wheel, the wheel of life, and you can't just have your investing wheel because it won't actually be a wheel. It's just one portion of it and, and having other parts of your wheel or, or, or full. And so you can roll down the road of life. So was it a, a, a conscious decision to not be as focused on just one thing of making money and being an entrepreneur and blah, 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 to then be more encompassing of entire full life. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a matter of uh, my my wife's uh, had been married before also, right, right. and and we both uh, came into this marriage with a lot more of an open mind and a lot more of a I'm going to make sure I hold up my end rather mm -hmm. than looking at what she can bring to me. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, I, I'm just really blessed. I, I think I just married an incredible lady. Man, well, congratulations to you. And, and, you know, 25 years, that is absolutely incredible. So, so well done. Big follow-up. We've already talked about, you know, where we can reach you, but just let's summarize a little bit again of where can people reach you to continue, to, to continue the conversation. We talked about your, your conferences, but just one more time, your email, your, your web address, um, and, and anything else that you want them to know. Yeah, so you can reach me personally at Tim at TimRoadRHODE.com. Uh, please go to OneLifeFullyLive.org. Sign up for our SAC conference. It's, it's really reasonable. And also, uh, if you're at a mastery level of all of this, uh, um, please go to GoBundance.com and see what we have to offer there. Well, Tim, I really thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to jump on this show. One of the biggest thing, uh, the takeaway that I love from this show is getting, getting the goods in the woods. I think that's a fantastic cracking saying, and I'm going to keep saying it, getting the goods in the woods, love it. 
But uh, but Dude, mate, you got to come up to Tahoe this winter, and you and I are going to get the goods in the woods. I will. Ha- I'll take you up on that for sure, for sure. But mate, I really do want to thank you for taking some time out of your day, talking about the ABCs, talking about you know getting out of your own the chatter in your head, talking about you know just having the the, the, the getting away from the vertical income to the horizontal income, which I think was really really important, and just laying out that whole mindset. Uh, to create a, a, a really fulfilled life and not just focus on that one piece of, of financial freedom. So thank you so, so much. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up soon.